Welcome to Damn You're Good With Words, the only podcast that can't be expected to look up every goddamn thing ourselves. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're talking about Season 4, Episodes 1 through 3, Chapters 40 through 42. All these numbers are getting confusing. But it's nice because they're like one-off. The, well, I get... No, I, that only makes kinda, sense if you use my, you get stup- my stupid numbering system. Because episode, like the f- Season 4, Episode 1, that's 41, yep. is actually... Chapter forty, right, and season four, episode two is actually so it's it's one behind if you take the tens place out of the, and then you get to fifty and it all, goes and that to definitely hell. makes sense in my crazy head. So yeah, yeah, then gets I to get 50. where you're coming from. Though it gets to fifty and the wheels come off. Yeah, uh, so we watched all three of these episodes and we're gonna try to try to talk about them. I guess as a chunk, this is an experiment for us. We're, sure, we're doing the House of Cards fusion. We're gonna we're gonna talk about it. However damn well we please. Yeah. I think at this point. We can't be expected to look up every goddamn thing. Uh, So I just want to jump right in this. Well, first of all, before we jump right in, what is your kind of general vibe on this this season? Uh, I'm a little confused by the choices that everyone is making here. I feel like... And by confused, you're not meaning you're you're confused by the machinations. No, conf- no. Okay. I, I understand most of what's actually happening and yeah. why it's being done, but... It seems like everyone is making poor choices. Yes. And I think that that is what the show is trying to tell me. Because mm-hmm. at, right up at the front, Frank is very angry. He's shouting at Stamper. He's angry about these speeches. And I think that's him unraveling because he doesn't have Claire by his side. And the anger between them is too much for him. And he's starting to to come apart. Do you think it's because he doesn't have Claire by his side? Or this is just a larger commentation, commentary on how he's lost his soul? Because like uh, that's, I don't, that's fair too. I, I I think the reason he doesn't have Claire by his side is because he's lost sight of like yeah you are a liar and a scumbag but you kept your word and he got he he got to this certain level of play where he felt like that okay I can fuck over anyone without re- any kind yeah. of and you just can't. That's the thing. I, I feel like like Frank the House Whip knew that you can fuck over right. some of the people some of the time when you have something over their head you can't fuck over everyone all the time. Yeah, and yeah. So I, the power is definitely gone to his head. He's trying to wield it in ways that are completely inappropriate. Yeah, and I think, I think personally, that's a manifestation of him getting sloppy because he's so concerned with this Claire thing. I do feel like that this. I I feel like that these plots make a bit more sense. Uh huh. Um, they're or they're they're more interesting than like I feel like the the cartoonish. Russian villain subplot or some right. of the other things they've done like these feel like I, I guess political 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 campaigns are the lowest high stakes thing you can have the the dirtiest like most yeah. underhanded that's what I'm saying like yeah. the, it's, it's life or death but it's not not really okay like, like once you're president and you're deciding who to go to war with and like you know how to do economic policy that might have hundreds of kids starve or i mean that that's life or death but the actual yeah. choosing who does what is is not but we make it feel that way so it's interesting you've, you've got these campaigns so you can have like whole arcs sweep about a picture of someone's father with the kkk yeah and it no, and everyone involved in the play realizes this doesn't matter, but it does. Right from, I a, think from a grand scheme, but these are also people, right? And yeah, they yeah, all yeah. they all have their own flaws and they all have their own motivations and sure. desires. And Franks are overriding everyone else's at this point. 
it's it's interesting to see how those things can kind of get in the way. But but you know what I'm saying. I feel like that those political I, I maneuverings feel more at home with the House of Cards than grand political opera on a global scale. Yeah, agreed, They're agreed. And that's why the Russian that... thing doesn't work so well for yeah. us here. Although I I feel like that the Russian that what they're in what they're introducing now with Russia is kind of interesting. It's more interesting. Yeah, than yeah. just him coming over and being a bore. Um, although yep. that was entertaining. All right, so I guess we should talk about the episodes now, then, huh? Okay. Uh, I, I know you had you had some major problems, not major problems, but you had some things to say about kind of overarching patterns in storytelling oh, that you wanted to get to. Okay, so you want to tackle that up front? If, um, if I was going to wait. Willing. I was going to wait until we got to the first kind of instance, but we could do that too. <laughs> um, I okay. One thing I noticed that they're doing a lot is they are keeping the audience. They're, they're one thing interesting they're doing is they are trying to tell a story where you have three and sometimes four factions mm-hmm. planning and plotting against each other. Yeah. But they are not – all you can do, see is illusions to what they're going to do. And then when they're doing things, their backs are turned to us and we can't see what they're photographing and we can't see what they're taking out of boxes and we can't see what they're looking up in the files. Yeah. And then these things are then – conveyed in real time when the opponent parties are first confronted with them right and i think they're trying to make us feel like what it's like to be frank underwood and be blindsided by a billboard of your father with a clansman or what it feels like to be claire when she is in the state of the union address and you find out that she's been you know like pornographically fucked the president has taken the first lady right there and on the Senate floor and the state of the union or the, right. you know, it's like, and I think that the, the latter instance works, but some of this other stuff where, you know, I'm watching Neve Campbell take pictures of shit and I can't see what she's taking pictures of and putting things in mysterious boxes is driving me crazy. Yeah. It's, and I don't, I can't put my finger on why, because I admire what they're trying to do, but I I guess I like it when everybody's playing with their cards face up on the table, and at least ma- to us, to yeah. the audience. And if, if that makes the opposing side more mysterious, great. I guess that's part of the fog of war. But trying right. to show me little teases and veils of everybody's maneuverings just makes it feel I don't know. It's very frustrating for me. I don't feel clever, and I don't feel like I'm working things out. Because how the hell? It'd be one thing if there was hints, mm-hmm. but how the hell could I possibly have known that Francis Underwood kept a picture of his father standing with the Klansman in a post office you box? You couldn't. Or a safety deposit box. Yeah. No, no it's... Uh, so I, I wanted to talk about this in context of other shows, specifically Breaking Bad, which I feel mm-hmm. plays with its cards, for the most part, on the table for the audience. Like, we'll see something, and I feel like it really gives you a sense of you being able to understand the consequences of an action as you see it happen. Yes. Um, as you see the decision that the character's making uh, and feeling like you're really connected to this thing because you're deducing uh, the ramifications, not yeah. not just being handed this answer kind of at, at the end of the thing. Yeah. So I, I, I get where you're coming from. I don't really like that either. I'd, I'd much prefer to be... Given the details and feel the story. Especially when it goes on for multiple scenes. It's like she shows up and grabs a picture from a box and then puts some diamonds in it. It's like, okay. Then he he goes to, uh, you know, this this Orin character, the senator that was the the thorn and tried to use that teenager that died in the... Uh The, the peachoid incident. Back in season one? Back in season one. Tried to use that against him, and, and Francis broke him. 
uh, he is approached and they gave him $80,000 to blow this up and hang this billboard. I mean, like, it just kept on going and going. And then you see this guy sneaking across the dark field of the ladder. And I'm like, oh, uh-huh. wh- Jesus. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I thought, so Jackie Sharp, was it Jackie Sharp? No, no, it was Leanne. She had a picture of the peachoid earlier in that episode. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, oh, they're going to go vandalize the peachoid with something. But they didn't. And then they didn't. Yeah. I missed that one. I called the earrings in the lockbox, but I completely missed the the KKK thing. But I agree. Now, the thing with the Breaking Bad is that that stuff came at the expense of a lot of times, like, Gus was very mysterious. Right. Um, I mean, they did show things like him doing stuff at Don Eladio that, like, you know, Walt wouldn't know about. But that was – it'd be one – it'd be like if the whole Don Eladio plot was about his moving against Walt. They were free to tell us right. that whole story from Gus's perspective because it didn't intersect with Waltz at all. Uh-huh. Here they're trying to tell a story where all these perspectives intersect and trying to keep it mysterious until the cliffhanger of the episode, and it just feels frustrating to me. And we don't have full information on any side. No, like We yeah. always had kind of had full information on Waltz's side in Breaking Bad, Yeah, uh, even if maybe some of Gus's movings were mysterious. But uh-huh. here I feel like I'm more of an observer than a participant, you know? Mm. it's It takes me out of it a little bit. Yeah, and I do feel like that. I but why did I thought the Claire incident where you know they had, they had made a deal that she'd show up for the State of the Union address mm-hmm. uh, in return for him supporting her political campaign. He finds out that she's raising money against him in this political pack and uh-huh. and using it to support a person who threw her support behind Dunbar, Jackie Sharp. Yeah, and considered that. You know, when he had offered to help her and she's like, no, I don't need any help. She's trying to do her own way and, and sleeping with the enemy. Then he breaks her on national television, the State yeah. of the Union. Not only does he make her political action shit worthless now because there's no leverage because you've given all your leverage away. But he also slams the door on her running in that open seat. Right. Because he announces Cecile. Yeah. C- C- Celia. Celia. Yeah, I think it's Celia. Celia. There's yeah. Celia Jones, which is the daughter of uh, Doris. Doris Jones, who yeah. is a great, you know, civil civil rights, civil liberties leader, mm-hmm. and is a representative, I believe, of uh, U.S. representative to, from a district in Texas. Yeah, that is tends to be lower socio and economic status, and also fifty four percent or forty five percent black. I thought it was majority. Okay, I think it must have been fifty four. Okay. Um, and Claire. White bread, wonder right. bread, Claire, who is Comes from a wealthy family, and, yeah. lives on a plantation, uh-huh. and and all that implies, uh, she's trying to run in that that district, which I just think is a plain bad idea. All I don't of, think you can win that. So that's the thing. I I so I really like Claire, especially in comparison to Frank, because Frank, with his just you know ordering people around and just bullying with no finesse has become not as interesting to me at this point as Claire. Okay. But the thing is, is Claire's plans seem crazy. And she does a little bit of bullying of her own. She walks into Doris' office and like, I'm running instead of your daughter. What? And and be, and, and I'm going to do this to give you a, like uh, your cancer hospital. Right, right. And Something you great. want, but that's still insulting. Yeah, it feels really ham-fisted. When, yeah. And I think House of Cards at its best was about... Frank waiting for someone to be seduced or, or, you know, the seducing. Well, how am I trying to say this? He would take advantage of other people's m- political mistakes mm-hmm. and then pounce on you. Right. Whereas it seems like him and Claire both are committing a lot of unforced errors. 
Yeah, or he'd set up a mistake for you to make. He would yeah. also do that. But, yeah, 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 yeah. But he, he would always spring a trap. He wouldn't just... I mean, by here he's trying to do everything by fiat. Yeah. I'm going to command it, and I'm the sure. the law of the land here, and you're going to listen just because I am who I am, and I'm saying But he also things. does that with the president of Russia. Right. With everyone. Yeah. It's insane. He, I really think this power has gone to his head at this point. Yeah. he's Because he's not struggling. There is no more power for him to attain, right? Yeah. And now also... he feels like he's got it, and he's just going to hold on to it by sheer force of will. I don't know. There's also something with his relationship with Meacham that seems very disturbing to me in a way that I... Like, okay. it was definitely weird and disturbing his relationship with the reporter. Was her name Zoe? Yes. Yeah. In season one. The one he killed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there was something kind of off, but this is much more like a master-slave relationship. Right. He's an employee. I mean, yeah. I guess he could quit. I, if I he mean, wanted to. I don't. There's oaths of loyalty, and that's like, true. And, that's true. And he's saved his career, but he also was the one. The reason his career was kind of in, I, right, I, and just the way he treats them. Mm-hmm. It's there's a lot of. Uh, I feel like there's. Uh, it's very similar to the way I felt about Lucas being propositioned by the the burly dude working at the car wash place, uh-huh. the rental place, right? Like, yeah. man, uh, that's. It's even it's even more sleazy and gross because, like you said, that was a straight up Frank, proposition. Right, Whereas, he could say no. He yeah. could certainly say no. But yeah. Frank, well, no, the guy was going to blackmail him about what? About the fact that he's trying to break the terms of his parole or whatever. Right, but it's word against word. I mean, I, mm. I don't know. I don't think he has any real evidence to present at that point. Yeah. But, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see what he would... Because it's not his parole officer. It's the witness sec, which I maybe it's uh, the same thing. Like, how sure. much trouble would you get in witness sec if you're trying to steal a rental car for 24 hours? I don't, I don't know. Probably a lot. Yeah. Uh, but here's the thing with Frank and Meacham is, like you said, it's kind of all Frank's fault that Meacham was ever brought into this mess. And he feels like an innocent. He feels like... Meacham feels like Aside the biggest Freddy, rube. Yeah. Maybe the biggest innocent of all of this. Yeah. Who's, who's being manipulated and destroyed by Frank. And just used. Yeah. Just naked. Like, mm-hmm. he uses him as a... Uh, that's the thing. Like, using him as, like, a sex toy, essentially. A, a remote control. I mean, he's using him as everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh. it's it's real. I just hate to see Meacham abused so hard. Uh, I want to talk about... The Frank versus Claire dream, which I dubbed, you know, Superman versus evil Superman versus super Clark Kent from Superman three. Okay. You know, it's like, I, and I don't know. I always go to that. Well, whenever I'm dealing with like a dream or a imaginary thematic fight. And here uh-huh. we see a persistent visual image, which I think starts off with the dream that, that, uh, Frank is having. Yeah, Cause Meacham takes his glasses off and wakes him. Where he is strangling Claire and slamming her into a mirror, and she's stabbing him in the thigh. And this is all very, like, there's an interesting piece of feedback we have uh, about some analysis on the scene. Okay. But I'm like, what is going on? Why does it keep coming back? And what are the odds that this is actually going to take place? Oh, like, actually literally happen? Yes. Like, Ooh, is that a jump-to-shark moment of House yeah. of Cards You can't kill the Frank. president. Well, no, no, I'm talking about just Frank having a premonition <laughs> oh, okay. of him choking his wife and throwing her, and, and it actually plays out exactly like that. That 
to me, introduces yeah. a supernatural element that I don't... But they're surely not going there, yeah? I don't think so. I think this is reflecting the, the struggle between them okay. uh, politically. In know? that case, does it feel pretty ham-fisted? Uh, a little bit, yeah. I could certainly absolutely understand what they're going for without those scenes. Without that that yeah. vignette there. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Um, what do you think about the... A character of Leanne, who is the political advisor for Claire, played by... Nev Campbell. Yeah. Nev Campbell, of Wild Things and uh, The Craft fame. She's probably done a... Party, Party of Five was her, big, her breakout. That was her deal. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, you know, she got into movies after that. And sure. Did her thing. I don't know what she's done lately. Uh, seen House her. of Cards on Netflix. Mad Men. She was in an episode of Mad Men. That's right, she Sed- was. Tried to seduce Don Draper. Mm-hmm. Failed to seduce Don Draper. I think that was the... The one time that was that's yeah. almost as rare as Walt Jr. turning down breakfast. It's true. Uh, <laughs> the Don, Don Draper turning down free pussy. I like her as an actress, though, um, I and do. I think her character is interesting. She has like she, she seems to have a financial motivation, obviously. Well, just a general ambition, like right. She wants she she appreciates the challenge involved here. That too, yeah. Uh. I'm curious to see what her and Claire get up to. I think her and Claire play off very well temperament-wise, too. They seem like they're the same temperature of person. A little icy. Yeah. Like, I know that Claire's the iciest of ice queens, but she's got that (laughs) same kind of, like, she's much darker complected, but uh, Uh she's the black ice that you always hear about. I mean, In the road, you can't see it, and just skid off into the ditch. Right. And they have the scene, you know, where she goes to Frank after the State of the Union, I think. Mm. Or so, it's it's some point along along the episodes here where she goes to Frank and has this meeting with Leanne by her side. Uh, Claire's in all white. Uh-huh. Leanne's in all black. Yep. I mean that black eyes analogy couldn't be more apt. Yep. Uh. So anyway, uh, what do you think about Frank thwarting Claire? Like, she's all finesse, because that's all that she can do at this point. He's all brute force. Like, he's literally right. at points sending, a, uh, telling her Secret Service detachment to detain her. You're kidnapping her. Yeah. She doesn't want to go. I mean, that's what you call it. When armed uh-huh. men, yep. do you say, I want to go this other direction? And they're like, nope, 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 we've got orders to take you this other place. That's kidnapping of the First Lady. Right. Could, like... It just seems that here's the thing that I don't understand about these machinations between the Underwoods and and uh, the the people related like uh, Claire's mom mm-hmm. is that these people are like in a environment of 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 mutual assured destruction, mm-hmm. but they keep lobbing nukes at each other as if that situation doesn't exist, as if they right. don't like oh there's no w- if I pull this nuke they don't have the balls to pull their nuke. And then, like, yeah. I can't believe they pulled their fucking nuke. Well, I hope you like this nuke. And they just that's that's what's happening here. Seems like it. It's it's just a constant series of what they think will be finishing blows that only make the other side angrier. Yeah, and lash back out. Yeah, it's like all Claire has to do is say, "Well, I want a divorce at any time," and he's his political career is destroyed. Yeah. Yeah, certainly this run is destroyed. <laughs> but then again, what Claire's asking seems to be like political suicide. 
Uh-huh. Let's just run this all the way to the end. Okay, you want to jump right to the VP status? Uh, that seems insane. Fucking insane. Like, if it was the plan from the beginning, I want Claire in a sober amount of analysis, or a sober mode of analysis, I want Claire to be my running mate, she's been my running mate, you could maybe make that work. I don't think America goes for it. I don't think, that looks shady as fuck. Especially after all the other stuff that he shoved, you know, her on that she's failed publicly. Right. Not, it's Being not a her diplomat, fault. <laughs> like all but these things. these are the facts as the American people know it. Yeah. The fact that you would do this after losing two primaries in a, a, a row, including your home state, just there's no, you, you, the jackals would come and have your guts by the next news cycle, man. Right. And I just don't buy that Claire has thought all these things through. Like or, the writers just go, let's have her have... Let's have her already have thought about all this. Well, no, you can't just hand wave it away. There are serious problems with that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, public opinion wise. Yeah. Huge problems. So, and Claire has thought it through. I, do you think that... Does she have a, an ace up her sleeve? I don't know. Do you think that this is... That she's actually just trying to bring down Frank? By putting him in situations <laughs> where he has to make losing plays, and this is, but it's going to make her somehow... Like is is are we going to a an end where Claire forces Frank out and at the same time takes a political step up because that's the thing as much as I like Claire these moves don't make sense they don't help her or Frank no failing at failing hard at yeah. a vice presidential post or election after you failed hard as a diplomat yep after you failed hard as a water conservationist. Like, that's a track record that's not going to look very attractive. Right. I, I, this seems absolutely batshit insane to me. Yeah. Uh, both from a plot perspective and just the idea that Claire would suggest something like this and have thought it through and considered it a good idea. Um, Do they go somewhere with that? I mean, they have to... There's no way they just are presenting this on its face, right? Episode four... She reveals like she's got some trick that that the public opinion is going to sway in their favor, right? I don't know. I don't know. I right? don't know because I I'm trying to think of what that wouldn't be just fantasy fucking island. Yeah, would get the American people behind an unpopular president <laughs> with a first lady who's slightly less or less unpopular than him. Sure, sure. After he suffered all these setbacks, and this is just a. I mean, someone could say. Uh, this is nepotism, and uh-huh. they're right. Someone could say this is a desperation move, and they'd be right. Someone could say, you know, she's got, she's had no public office. It's corruption of the highest form, no, no, uh, and they're no, probably right. She's held no elected office in our unelected offices that you got her, Mr. President. She's failed at, and they'd yeah. be right. Like, yeah. So if the vice president dies in office, does uh-huh. the president get to appoint another one? I imagine. I don't think it just... There's that, your plan. Okay. There's your plan. All right, Claire, we'll make you the VP, but we got to do it my way. We'll get Blythe in here. He'll be my VP. It'll happen through him. You'll support me, and then I'll kill him. You know and what? I'll name you the VP. That actually could happen. <laughs> I could totally see that happening. It sounds fucking insane, but less insane than Claire running. But he ends as up VP. killing. He ends up stabbing Claire the broken mirror. Okay. Uh, yeah. I don't know. As as Meacham just huddles in the corner and cries. <laughs> uh, I will say. I, I don't. Did we talk about the fact that we both like Celia and Doris Jones? Uh, I don't. Know I know if we, we talked did. about it off podcast, but I want to uh, right. interject that I really uh, uh, Doris Jones here, played by Cicely Tyson, is really. I mean, both like 
there's two types of politicians on House of Cards. There's the ones mm-hmm. like Frank Underwood who are acquiring power for power's sake, and if they do good occasionally, it's just to serve their larger agenda. Yeah. Um, and then they also have the idealistic people. They're in it for the right reasons, uh, and they're some of them are still ruthlessly competent, like it seems like the Joneses are, and some of them are ineffectual, like you know the Donald Blys. But mm-hmm. you know, again, maybe if we saw House of Cards from the Jones perspective, they got bodies that they buried <laughs> in Texas. Who knows? Uh-huh. I'm just saying that they're being presented as as likable people. Who yeah, you, you kind of want to root for, and I wonder. I hope that they they don't get wrecked by all this they might how yeah, could everyone they, else is how could they like they're oh. playing this smart they're essentially they're 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 not courting any of this this is this is attention that underwords are fosting on them to fight their private war right right they're gonna get their va hospital thing yeah uh, through whatever means and they don't really care yeah uh let's talk about let's talk about Cla- frank's relationship with claire's family Okay. Which I think we can just say it's toxic and move on. Like they they they've hated each other, right. hated each other forever. Specifically, his, uh, Claire's mom hated Frank. Yes, uh, her dad did not. Really? Her dad gave him the money to to run the campaign, and she almost left him over it. Like, but that they imply that that was because Claire is his sweet. I don't think he approved yeah. of Frank. It's just that he can't say no to her. Okay, because her mom. All- I don't think they ever said that he hated Frank, though. No, she they said don't. I hated Frank. I, yeah, I'm just saying that I can't imagine because right. here's the thing: right. this is all about class, right? Mm-hmm. They are part of the Southern aristocracy, sure. And Frank is what they would call white trash in their eyes. It's the guy the next door farm. with the tree in his yard. Yeah, uh, the, the, probably the, a peach tree. Poss- possibly a peachoid. I mean, definitely a peach tree, right? Yeah. He grew yeah, up no, on the family peach, peach farm. farm. I, don't, I think you have to. That's, that's if they right. have an apple tree in their front yard, that's what the a, fuck? Well, that might be why he has to make shady deals with the clan. He's trying uh-huh. to run a peach farm with apple trees, <laughs> and that shit ain't gonna fly, man. No way. Uh, shit, I forgot. But no, I I feel like that. He, even if he admired Frank, he'd still have to think his daughter's marrying beneath her status and station. Sure, yeah. and that's a thing with these kind of people. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but no, I, so the, they have a terrible relationship. I want to talk about, uh, Claire's relationship with her mom. Cause I kept on going back and forth. This yeah. her mother, Elizabeth, who's played by Ellen Burstyn. Um, I, first of all, it seems like she would be Claire's mom. Yeah, absolutely. She's a very handsome woman for her age. She carries mm-hmm. herself with a certain amount of dignity and pride. She seems skilled at kind of, you know, political maneuverings as we saw her, Manipulate a tea party. Create a super pack with a tea party, essentially. Uh, Uh, That formal tea shit, man. mm. That gets me every time. That's like Titanic style bullshit. Sure. And there's still, I mean, that's that's how some of us some of us live. Right. I'm not from the South, and I'm sure if you're from the South and you're high society, Mm -hmm. that's just normal for your life. It just seems so weird to me. Uh, Do you think that? uh, But here's the thing: like, I kept on thinking who I felt sorrier for, because when Claire shows up. I'm thinking that, you know, her mom was demanding and they never had a great relationship and then she fell in love with Francis and her mom didn't support her and it's like one of those yep. type of where, you know, if you've never had a parent that just doesn't support you in anything you do or their love feels conditional. Right. I'm like, I'm all about understanding how you feel about that. But then it seems like Claire was also, Claire's mom was gen- also genuinely supportive of her when she found out that Frank was, you know, treating her like a total asshole and she was, you know, Open up her pocketbook and helping her with all this, that, and the other. Then, 
when it looks like that Claire, you know, her gambit has failed. She wants more money from her mom. Her mom starts balking at that. And Claire threatens to sell that property out from underneath her and throw her out of her house for her own naked political ambition. And I'm like, okay, now I'm starting to feel sorry for her mom. Like, I Do you think it's maybe because she thought that money was going to Frank? Because she never says where that money's going. She just needs a million and a half. No, she doesn't. That no, There's no way she thinks that her daughter's going to spend this money on Frank at this point. I don't think so. All right, we just had a sidebar because we're trying to figure out what if we've missed anything with, with, with Claire's plan. And I think we come to the conclusion that we don't fully understand exactly what she's trying to do. But here's the evidence. We know she raised this money with her mom and her mom's friends to, to do the super PAC to funnel money to Jackie's uh, uh, pockets mm-hmm. uh, to help the Joneses in return for them – you know, letting her run, but which is not going to happen anymore, right? State of so the then union. she goes to her mom and says she needs a million five. Yeah, uh, and we know that the only thing I think she spins out of that, I guess, is eighty thousand dollars to put up the billboard. And then she says to Frank that she wants to run as vice president. And previously, when she's talking over her political strategy with her political advisor. Um, she says we got to set ourselves higher for this cycle. Now, and, and one point five went to her went to Neve Campbell I, I with think the so. land. Yeah, but Along you don't need a campaign advisor if you're going to just run with your husband. I would right? think so. He, the president, would have his own funds and his own advisors, and that would be a joint campaign. Which means she's got something else in mind. Hmm. That's better than okay. a state. So is she setting Frank up or federal represent what? Is she setting Frank up then with this I th- VP? I, I think she is. Does she want him to announce that and then she, she's going to say, no, I never agreed to that. Why? But how would that? I don't know hmm. how that benefits her unless she wants to also simultaneously announce running for something else. Unless she's trying to make it to where. He would look real stupid. And the, the, that that Frank is going to be a pariah and she's going to be the duped. Like I was completely taken advantage of and this is disgusting and uh-huh. try to build her career and the collapse of his just like he did right. to president before him right i don't know that that actually works though because in america and i'm not saying it's right okay. or wrong but i feel like the people would judge a wife that had the wool pulled over her eyes to that extent and to claim not to know that her husband was involved in any of these things whatever scandal they're going to use i don't feel like i feel like that makes you look weak and stupid okay even though that is something that can happen and also we we also know if Claire would be disingenuous because she's known if not everything he's done, mm-hmm. then a large part, you know, a large magnitude of the things he's done. Sure. So I, I, still, I just feel like there's a twist. Yeah, this still in is, the works. Her plan is not to run as vice president. I don't think. Okay. Because again, Good. what is what is Leanne doing, it. and what does she need a million five for? Yeah. Not to plant those. Fucking pictures on the billboard. No. I can tell you that. No, although eighty thousand dollars seemed like it was a vast overpayment for that too. Well, you want to you want hush money too. There's there's your silence is being bought as well, right? But she's also trying to play both sides because we talked about this too. Like when she said, you know, hey, I this is a wound, but it's not fatal. Uh huh. I think the reason she said that is because yes, you lost your home state, but you were probably losing it anyway. Because you're you're, uh-huh. you're fucking things up and you you're kind of a bad president, um, but it's not fatal because I left enough wiggle room there for you to indict your enemy. You can like Dunbar could right. look like if you can you can talk your way out of this, and Dunbar will look bad because she probably planted it. 
Yeah, in subsequent states, you'll have an advantage, perhaps. Yeah. I don't know. I I, I don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. I, I feel like their new shit will come to light on this. Sure, sure. Uh, but I, I don't know. It's just... Um, trying to think what else still we talking had... about claire's mother though isn't there a little bit of like strain from claire's side too it felt like she sort of disowned them as well like wrote them off well yeah because her mom's had this cancer who she hasn't said anything right. to her about and but also uh claire has not been back to see her since her father died exactly but was that because of the relate? They had a shitty relationship, and I loved my father, but I never really loved you because you were a bitch. I mean, I don't, I don't. Sure. I'm trying to. I'm judging. I'm judging this conflict based on just the stuff I can see on screen. Mm-hmm. And I feel like maybe I'm more sympathetic to Claire, but that might be just because I like her more. I mean, maybe uh, poor Elizabeth has been trying to be supportive and helpful to her, and like you know, telling her not to marry Francis. Not the world's worst advice, right? Like, from where we're sitting here now, like, all the things that she's lost and the type of person that she's become, although that's the type of person she wanted to become. So, it's like, I I tie myself in knots trying to (laughs) try to score the show. Uh Uh-huh. Which I guess is complex, which is why I still find it fascinating. Right. When I I talk about, like, oh, I hate what they're doing to Meacham, I hate what Frank's doing to Meacham, I'm... Like, those things are very interesting to me, and they're very compelling to watch. You're talking not, about your emotional reaction, not right. a bad quality. Yeah. Exactly. I enjoy those parts of the show. Yeah. Um, I also thought just, like, the way these people's lives are now, like, nothing – it used to be, like, when they would say something heartfelt to each other that I really believed it. Uh-huh. But now when Frank cynically uses her mom's illness that she knew nothing about to cover the scandal of their relationship fraying and says – you know, I just thank God I've got, uh, and so blessed to have that that her, da- that her mom has such a loving daughter and I have such a caring wife. It's all bullshit and lies. Yep. And they all, I and and Claire knows it and it bothers her, and I don't know that it bothers Francis in in the same way. The other thing is like all these moves that she's making are calculated to make him understand how much he needs her. Like, we we are treated to scenes in this first episode where Frank is just Xing out entire paragraphs in a speech that don't that he can't use because Claire's not on the side anymore. Mm, yeah. And we as the audience are seeing that. And we're seeing <laughs> that he's losing his campaigns because she needs he needs her by his side. But he's still sticking to his cold, hard truth is, without me, you're nothing. Like, right. he cannot – he's refusing to see that the same is true. Like, yeah, you're the president. She's just a first lady. But if she fucks off, you're not the president anymore. Right. So. And the symbolism is is great there when he's Xing out those paragraphs. Because when you think about it, if you X multiple paragraphs out of a page of a speech, that yes. speech doesn't hang together anymore. No. And you've got to re-fucking write it. So the, the symbolism there with both the speech and his campaign in general is is pretty rich. And I'm I like what it. they're trying to tell us that because uh, when they've showed both of those scenes, they've done an interesting thing where as he's writing the speech, you see him then give the speech and then they'll show 30 yeah. seconds of him writing and like I don't feel like the lines he's rep- whatever story he had with Claire what he's replacing with is pretty good stuff too. Sure. So I'm trying to think of what are they trying to tell me here? Because it doesn't seem like he's paying a political mm. price, but he keeps losing the campaign. So maybe, yeah, this sounds good, but it's not – we're trying to read between the lines and saying this isn't the things that motivate people. 
Yeah, maybe. I don't know, but but it, it sounds really good. It does. It does. Uh, his, uh, what is it, live free or die speech? That was pretty good, even without Claire in there. The speech I thought he gave in front of, now again, I'm not, I'm not a black person. I don't go to a black church. Right. But I feel like, uh, you know, approaching it like that, drawing common ground between the socioeconomic status of the families and mm-hmm. the fact that you both came from the same place. And like, yeah. And, and also to say, like, I, I'm not pretending I know anything about, you know, it's like, I know I grew up poor. I know it's worse to grow up poor and black, and I you had to right. struggle with stuff that I didn't. But like to say that like these are still problems we can all work together as a community, I thought it was great. Yeah. Now that's the other thing is like I'm very skeptical about whether black folk would overlook the fact that your father was a Klansman. Mm-hmm. I don't care how innocent the story is. Uh-huh. Like that's just like I, I thought that that Miss <laughs> Jones did a great job of lying this out. It's like. You're wanting us to stand with the son of a Klansman. There's no yeah. fucking way, man. Like, the, the very logical part of me wants to say, well, that was his dad. He might, he didn't have anything to do with and that. I could, like, but the emotional part of it, fuck yeah, you want to be angry about that. Like, like Miss, I can see from, like, the Joneses' perspective, personally, they might forgive him and say, like, I don't think you're right. racist. And I think this is a bunch of bullshit and you're right on. But publicly, there's you're, as a politician, yeah. there's no fucking way. There's relatives that I'm wanting to vote for me that got hung by those type of people. Right. And, you know, I was beaten at ballot box. Like, I can't, that's just, you just can't do it. No, not going to fly. No. Like, so I don't, I I felt like that, that uh, was uh, all pretty good stuff. Yeah. Uh, Let's talk about Lucas again. Yeah. The terms of his, the terms of his, um, the terms of his probate, not probation, witness security. Yep. Uh, the one thing I was particularly intrigued by is the guy says your driver's license is expired on purpose. Yeah. Like, what? Why? I feel like they don't want him roaming the countryside himself. Maybe a car gives him too too easy access to get the hell out and get caught, potentially. I don't know. So it's expired on purpose, so he can't drive. So he can He's only ride the bus. you got to ride the bus to that and, all, and walk to your grocery store or whatever. Right. Uh, but man, they really ple- they really paint a bleak picture of witness security. Uh, he can't use the internet, and I guess now he said for obvious reasons. Is that because of the cybercrime he is convicted of, or is that be- that's a standard witness security thing? I don't know. Like don't it know just seems like it. they're providing the bare necessity you need to stay alive. Yeah. Which man, that's not a great that's not a great life. I would not be it's happy not. with that life. And you don't have any real opportunity to move out of it either. Yeah, spraying like... cars for dick and then watching basic cable. What the hell? That's not <laughs> that's not that's no life at all. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Not huh. not the kind of life I want to lead. Hmm. No, see, I was thinking the driver's license expired because, like, if a cop pulled you over, they'd run your number, and that would tell them to call witnesses. Is like, I don't know. Was, I, but yeah, you're right. You're probably just expired, so he can't drive. Yeah. Or it makes it risky for him to drive. And good luck trying to get another one under that name with no ID to back it up. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. What else? Oh, let's talk about this Jackie Remy plot. Okay. Wait, can can we talk before we do that about where Lucas is going? Have we we really explored the Lucas option here? No, I was going to wait for more of to to, develop. But yeah, we can run that to the end. I mean, near the end, he's he's trying to get the attention of uh, Dunbar and say, hey, I've got a big juicy meatball for you to hang on your campaign here sure. if you'll listen to me and investigate it a little bit more. And he has a fucking complete breakdown when she turns back. As, yeah. you Because know, at this point, 
He's he's done something he didn't want to do with Car Wash Man <laughs> to get this opportunity, which was shut out. Yeah, and he's taking this insane risk, and he does all the social engineering, like you know, like he he must have learned quite a bit of hacking from uh, uh, the what what the hell, Poyle. I feel like as a journalist, you might do a little of that yourself. Hmm. hmm. Uh, I felt sorry for the girl that went off to go look to, to go take a picture with Dunbar by the bus because she probably caught hell. Oh, for that. yeah, yeah. He tricked her. Uh, although I know may, maybe not because I thought he was going to like steal like the campaign list, but all he was trying to do is make contact with his uh, this journalist friend or the f- person that knew him as a journalist. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Where I really think he's going to continue to press the issue. Sure. And, no, and I think Zoe Stamper might get involved her... at some point. Maybe have to stamp him out. Doug might start. Well, the other thing is, uh, I don't think Doug has to stamp him out. I think Doug just has to drop a dime on him to the Armenians or whatever gang he fucked over to That's get true. out of jail. Yeah, like he doesn't even have to get his hands dirty on this. That's right. So, we we didn't see hardly any of Stamper in these first three episodes. Almost completely absent. Stamper's an angry man now. He is, but like he's he was, not doing anything. <laughs> true, true. Um, I don't know. He was. Fucking over, uh, it was Alex? What's the, who's the other press secretary? Seth? Seth. Yeah. I always want to say Alex, but it's Seth. He's fucking him over pretty hardcore. That's the other thing. Like, this starts in in this in the third episode when they start suspecting Meacham. Yeah. This is starting to feel like a criminal enterprise that's circling the drain. This is like the Barksdale <laughs> uh, uh, organization going down. This is the Stainfield organization. Uh, organization going down like right the trust put, is broken yeah, and and that scene where he's like look into my eyes meacham is fully insane right if you're the type of guy that that thinks you can look into <laughs> someone's eyes and determine whether they're lying or not that is how you start sending people to the gulag and putting bodies in vacants man because that's yeah. witchcraft that it's... is straight up witchcraft which doesn't <laughs> work last time i looked Cement shoe territory right there. It's it it's terrifying. It's terrifying. Um Yeah. And that's the thing is like just like the late stage criminal enterprise paranoia, it's fucking with him because he's turned allies. Like I don't think Seth wanted to betray him, but he's nope. jilted time and time again, frozen out, and then treated with contempt and suspicion by Doug Stamper. Now he is fucking with you. Yeah. Because like, well, if this is the way I'm gonna be treated either way. And then you got and that's guys what like, I mean by that trust thing, right? If they had trusted him with some information about what Frank was doing, yeah, maybe he would have come in on it instead of trying to upset it. And then you know you could also turn an ally like Meacham. Like you can either fire him so you got one less ally, or you can you know uh, make him pissed off because like man, I thought I had some trust and I guess I didn't. It's mm-hmm. it's predictable, but it's interesting how how gangster I guess he's coming off. Yeah. Like very very Al Capone, all coked up and, and syphilis up. I really do think the power's gone to his head. I yeah. think it has. But there's also this pair, like, you know, he's got so many bodies and so many vulnerable points. It's true. That it, it's gonna be it's it's gonna be interesting. And also the other thing is like he just breaks promises left and right, and I thought it was interesting the uh was it the black preacher? That the agreed to back him in South Carolina didn't didn't end up doing anything. Oh, see, I thought it was one of the the town council members or whatever from season one. It could be that, that was working. He was just with a the dude, but I thought he was and... wearing like 
official looking robes at the church too. Was was he at the church? I didn't see him there. Um, I just saw him talking in the office. But any, but maybe so. Anyway, uh, he even says like, "Man, Frank, I hope you don't uh, forget about me the way you forgot about this Oren guy." Yeah. Because that's the thing. Like, I does yeah. You fuck. You, you screwed. Orin screwed you. You screwed him back harder in the season one. Then you promised to help him with his campaign. Did you? Because like, it doesn't I, seem like it. It no. seems like no. He didn't help him at all. And but yeah. the guy also seemed like, well, I guess I deserve that. And <laughs> and he's like, well, I hope you don't forget about me the way you forget about this guy. So, well, your family's different. Mm, all the time, Claire. We know we know what's going on with Claire. The and... more people in Washington you screw, the less people you're going to be able to screw in the future because they're just that's not true. going to trust you. Yep. Um, I don't know. I thought that's interesting. Let's talk about Jack and Remy though, because here's the other thing I don't understand. And it must fit in somehow yeah. in the Claire's larger picture. Because once the super pack was over, I felt like her interest in Remy and her would be over too. Yet we know mm-hmm. there's these photos. Uh, yep. kicking around. We know that uh, Leanne was pretty threatening to Remy about their relationship. We know that Remy feels like he needs to pull back to protect her, I think. Uh-huh. What is what is going on with that? I have no idea. Um, How does this fit into a larger ascendancy for Claire? Or for Dunbar. I mean, do we know who took those photos? Did they Did they give us any more information about that? No, I think it's just some private eye that it's just some dude that uh, uh, Leanne hires for that purpose. Oh, Leanne hired him. We yeah, know yeah, that? yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because she said, "I've got an ace in my hole because I got a, they always stay in the same hotel, and I got a guy that's gonna." Okay, so she could use those potentially to undermine Dunbar's campaign. How yeah. somehow? But what? I guess it shows that Jackie isn't this family woman like she pretends to be, right? With her mm. fake kids and husband. Sure. Uh, she's well, I can personally destroy her, but what? How is she a threat she's or an tied asset? to Dunbar, so maybe she's an asset in that she can throw a little shade on Dunbar's campaign if she needs to. Or, yeah, she could destroy Dunbar's campaign, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. This is, again, everyone's. it feels like they're juggling nuclear weapons here. What? How about this? I'm going to go with some insane theorizing here. Mm-hmm. Maybe Claire's plan is to get Frank to destroy his own chances of presidency by declaring her as his VP denying that she ever wanted that to the public, using this stuff against Dunbar to get her to drop, and running for president <laughs> No, herself. no, that doesn't... doesn't that, I know. That, she, yeah. There's no way someone who's never held public office is going to be the president. Sorry. Yeah, that's even more I, I mean, they, they make that point, though, that Dunbar is just like her, right, in that they neither one of them has held public office, but, but elected... An she's also office. the prosecuting attorney for the United States, isn't sure. she? Yeah. Like, that's And I understand that. It's... She has a little more prestige. She's as qualified as as RFK, who might have been president had he not got his brains blown out. Right. So you can you can get pretty far with that credential. Yeah that that was a little suspect. That's a different like, path to the presidency. Like there's the there's like the governor absolutely. path, and then there's uh-huh. like the senator path or representative path. But yep. there's also this attorney general path. So it's like there's more than one ways. Then there's the back door. And they, the, the, path. the governors like to shit on the senators because they don't have fucking right. command experience. Well, you're going to go with your strong suit. Executive experience and the other – so it's like, I don't know. It's, right. I think Kelly Dunbar is more qualified than Claire, uh, certainly. Do you think the Petrov's para, uh, naked paranoia is and, – and and moving on things that he know, we know is incorrect, do you think that's supposed to compare and contrast to Frank's paranoia and his similar blind spots huh. the same? 
and that Frank just isn't picking up on that. Because he sure as sure fuck picking it up on Petrov, and that's yes. a pro tip. If you have a person's paranoid, don't call them paranoid. <laughs> the worst thing you can do, man. Because then they're angry and paranoid. <laughs> sure, yeah. Yeah, you might be right. It's supposed to parallel a little bit with Frank, and he's so oblivious to what he's doing that he doesn't notice it. The other thing I want to talk about uh, the, the the Jackie Rumi situation is what is the significance of Jackie having her tattoos removed? Which, I don't know. Talk about the background of these tattoos. So the background of these tattoos was a, it was like a rose branch that she put a different bud on uh, to commemorate all of the people that she lost in her certain during her service in in uh, Afghanistan or Iraq. Yeah, she's a a, a war veteran, mm-hmm. uh, and she also added the uh, she had to screw over someone that she considered a daughter. Uh, and to someone she considered a father too, mm-hmm. and she added a rose when she did that too. So these are deeply things. These are crosses that she's bearing, and yeah. she's getting them all lasered off. And says, "This is, I'm, I'm, I'm transitioning to, I'm moving on from the me that needed to have this tattoo." So thought, she's just going. She's full cold on, hard bitch now. She's like that's kind of her. That's everyone's arc in the show. Like it seems it's, like it's it. very you know you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become a villain. Right. I'm holding that hope for Meacham. I think he's still got the heart of gold mm. and the innocence that's preserved. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It seems like yeah, she's on this, that same trajectory. And is that interesting to have everyone on that trajectory? Just battling against each other? Do you think there needs to be someone working against that? I wonder if these Joneses are to introduce Ah. a a narrative in the other direction. Maybe. Maybe maybe that's the happy ending that we'll see by people that are introduced like this, and later on this season and and presumably next that we'll be like, okay... This is a dark period of American history, but now we're on the. Mid- I don't. I don't feel like that's. This is the type of show that is. And we've seen these people get crushed time and time again, yes. right? Anybody yes. who shows any weakness or any sympathy, yeah, is crushed into dust by Frank. Yeah. So I. I don't know at this point, this late in the series, if they really need someone to be that, that voice of dissent. But I enjoyed it. Frank didn't do much fourth scene or fourth wall breaking in these three episodes, but he did do one long take about Walter being up the tree and him chopping him down like George Washington. What did you think of, what did you think of this scene? Cause I missed the asides to the camera and there's several times where I was expecting him to do it and he never did. Yeah. And then we got this and I'm like, if you think Claire is the same as Walter, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're crazy. You're crazy, man. Right. I think we're supposed to understand that Frank doesn't understand, right? He he literally does think this is the same as Walter, and he can control and manipulate anyone in that way, and I don't think that's true of Claire. Hmm. Uh, I, I think this is supposed to be, you know, an entertaining story and, and a nice moment with Frank, but also his folly, too. This second episode, um, there are a couple of things, a motif I, I noticed is there was a lot of attention paid to Claire's father, the portrait of same. Oh yeah, yeah. Do you think he's in for his own Jesus moment that she's going to spit in its face and it's going <laughs> to shatter on the floor? Because it's like it keeps dom. I mean, I don't know whether it's just there's going to be something significant in their relationship beyond what we already know, or there's going to be some scene with that fucking picture yeah. and her. I just know it. I don't or know if it's it going to be, be a good her one or a bad one, or it could be, it might him be and like, Frank. Right, right. I feel like it might be the mother and father there. I feel like mm. the mother's going to go, God damn it, look what you did to my daughter, and tear that fucking thing down. Mm, and Could be. Take a shit on it. I don't know. <laughs> could be. Uh, 
I don't know. But it is conspicuous. But here's the, you know, the other thing the, in, in talking about tossing nukes at each other. Claire comes for her from to her her mother for money at the end of the episode two. Oh and God! She says, "Well, I don't. You know, this is my money, and I don't. You know, what do you want it for?" And then Claire said, "Well, if you won't give it to me, I'll just sell this house because you get the money, but the deed to the land is mine." Right. And I'm like, okay, let's play this out. You're trying to run for public office. Uh huh. Your mother goes to the press. Why wouldn't your mother, if you do this to her, go to the press and say, my daughter, to fund her own campaign, sold my land, and I'm now getting put out into the street, and I'm dying of cancer? Right. How do you, how can you, like, why wouldn't, why doesn't that just happen? Does Claire I don't just, know. just know that her mom wouldn't be willing to do something like that? Maybe. Maybe she's putting some, some and also, faith in her mom, but the way money works in America, they would a reporter would easily tie where that money came back from. Oh yeah, and like they're gonna they're gonna and like her mom might not go to the press, but if her, the press goes to their mom, like I just felt like there's no way you can win public office by kicking your mom that's got cancer out on the street. I don't right. care how well off and wealthy she is. Absolutely, it's insane. Yeah. I, I feel like a lot of these plot points are just. Like you said, nukes that that could go off on anybody, go off on themselves. I don't understand. Yeah, so we we find in the third episode that uh, there's very high gas prices in America now. Yeah, because of this this standoff with Russia. Fucking the, the, the Russia's pulling an OPEC and Petrov's and, pulling the petrol. Yeah, he's not giving it to us anymore. It's it's and they're I don't know how high they are, but they said that if it gets to seven dollars, that there'll be riots. So I'm guessing that they're in. You I, know, saw, I think I saw like five something. A okay, so slightly summer. higher than the highest they got in a country, and people were yeah. plenty angry about that. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think about the her mom stealing? We know why she wanted her earrings back, but her mom stealing her earrings that was a very weird point for me. Why would her mom steal Frank un- Frank's mother's earrings that she thinks were stolen by the Underwoods? Like maybe she feels like Frank shouldn't have them. Like that family shouldn't have these things. I guess, but I don't know what plot. Because she says, it like, who did she steal those from? Yeah, I know. I get so, it. So like, she she probably doesn't think they deserve them. I think she just did it to piss off Claire. But those <laughs> diamonds meant nothing to Claire. Right. They were just to piss off Frank. Yeah. So I don't know. That that didn't make sense to me. Uh, I also liked mm-hmm. Frank pulling past a bunch of people holding empty gas cans and giving him the bird, which I suggest, uh, you know, a new campaign slogan. Go with Frank you <laughs> with the with the middle <laughs> finger. And that's, Frank that's, you, buddy. Buddy yeah. makes it sound. Yeah. It really ties that together. Like, you know, uh, Nixon had the double V. Uh-huh. You got the double middle finger. <laughs> Frank you, buddy. Frank you, too. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, this is the the whole safety deposit block box we already kind of talked about. Um, I called it. I called it way early on. Yeah, she's I was like, she those. she put those earrings in the box, didn't she? Oh, Frank's gonna find them. Because at first and I was no. like, are they? Is this like an? Is this an off the books way to pay the consultant? Right. To Why raise the, the money for them, eighty grand. That's like, is that a lot for? If those are two carrots a piece, I was trying to do all this this math on my head, and it just turns out no, it was. It was Claire leaving her, you know, calling card. Yeah. And, and so it, only Frank would recognize it. And it was a great scene when he's oh. going through that and he opens and it's like a, they, they, they burnt, physically burnt him. It's an immediate visceral reaction. Yes. Like yes. he opens it, he sees a glint of diamond. He's like, fuck. Yes. Yes. It, <laughs> it was, was the greatest thing ever. Great performance. Great performance. Yep. 
What do you think about his idea of invading Russia without invading Russia? Just going straight up Cold War. Oh, war pretending war, war. to invade him? No, not pretending. Well, well to pretending su- to support the guys support who are a coup, essentially. trying to take him out of power. Yeah. Uh, and, and if I read it right, he's not even going to set the guy up to do it. He's going to make it look like he's setting yes, the guy up to do it. I think so. Because the guy's in custody. Yeah, right. But they want to put him at the same place that the rest of the distance are. Uh-huh. And so, give him money. This get, this seems like you're you're arming a f- uh, fucking bomb here, man. Like you're <laughs> you're playing with a grenade with a very short fuse. And if you think a guy's paranoid, uh huh. Like I mean, I don't know what you, I don't know what I mean. You know, obviously, in real life, no one really knows what to do with Putin and Russia, and everybody's kind of like nervously waiting to see what what's what's going to happen. But I like, guess, like I don't know what you do. Stuff, yeah, does kind of work sometimes. sometimes. I mean, you. That might be the right response for a guy who only understands power. And it's not I, like, you know, know, like you look at the Cuban Missile Crisis, like there that things got really tense. Like things could have gone yeah. bad and just the Russians like, decided they didn't want to die on the Cuban Hill and turn their shit around. But man, yeah, I, I know. So I guess there's precedent for it. But, um, you know, in 2016, you just kind of hope that like we never put the world back in that position again. No, it seems like he's lighting a match on, on that fuse and I'm worried uh because i don't think he's doing it with a clear head certainly i think he, he's still pressing this power angle yeah and then we get the the bloody pipe work oh yeah the blood out of the fall have they sure. ever done something like this before i don't know uh they might have done something with stamper with this hmm uh, probably like scotch coming out of his faucets. But he was, <laughs> you know, he was on the substance. He was on one. Right, he and, was. And, and, ha- and, and having a, a, a mental breakdown. But I, I don't know how I feel about this, uh, you know, psycho visions of killing Claire and getting stabbed in the crotch and blood coming out of the faucet. I don't know. Like, it's a great moment to have, like, on a on a trailer. Just, But I don't know if it works in, huh. this, in the terms of the series. Yeah, I didn't have a problem with it. Okay. Uh, and Claire's giving him the whole like he, she's just lured him into this false self confidence and coming back to his bed and and he recognizes he knows something's it's too up. normal he knows something's up just like Remy in the bar like I don't know what's wrong here but uh-huh. I feel like I'm in danger and mm-hmm. the people that I care about are, is in danger. Um, I also thought that it was interesting with Lucas. So Lucas gives this guy a blowjob or a handy or maybe he goes the full full distance with this guy. Uh, how does he not get blackmailed forever for this? That's the whole problem of giving into this guy. So yeah. that's you think that's going to be part of the plot? Well, I don't know if it will be, but that's the inevitable outcome of blackmail, mm-hmm. is you are forever a slave of that person. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Do whatever they say, give them whatever they want. Mm. Uh, unless, I mean, until they get so demanding that the cost is too great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The that's, reward... that's always the, the dance, I guess, that the blackmailer yeah. and the blackmailee do. That's why you do it in this you, cumulative you, you, fashion, You bleed right? them dry a little bit at a time. Exactly. You don't ask for $5 billion. You ask for a, a million at a time. Over yeah, but that's the other thing is like, I don't, I mean. You, you, you ask for one, one handy in a car. That's right. Next like, week you're asking for a blow like, jay in an alley. you say, okay, this is the hundred handy I've given you. <laughs> like, there's no more. There's no more But handy. it's only one more handy. Right. You've done it's it a hundred times. It's handy. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you're pot committed. You're hand committed at that point. Yeah, you are. You really are. You, it's 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 hard to the cut the cut and run. Mm-hmm. 
uh i don't know what else do we want to talk about um i mean we've we pretty much covered everything else yeah i think that's about it for me uh i'm super interested to see where this vp thing goes because man that seems like a ridiculous plot point it does seem like that so the reason dunbar rejects lucas Uh uh-huh but the implication that her staff is somehow involved with this leaking of the photograph makes her want to give him a second look which makes me think that's part of claire's strategy except there's no way it can be claire doesn't know anything about lucas yeah i don't think so is this how this is going to illustrate how claire's carefully crafted plan is going to blow up in her face because that's what i feel Could like be. every one of these peoples are just going to completely blow up in their face yeah you know elmer fudd style they're going to have just black power all over their face and like the the, the uh, uh, array of steel from their shotgun looking like a flower i mean it's just going to completely blow up in their face right i mean that's how these seasons go right you you set up the scenario you have it blow up in their face and then they do damage control Mm-hmm. Which feels like the natural flow of politics, anyway. <laughs> yeah, uh, but then we have the 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 him turning. So <sighs> Seth tries to turn Meacham against Frank. Now here's the thing: Meacham's later cleared because all this is from Claire. Uh huh. Do you think he's totally clear? Because the obvious thing to wonder if I, if you're Frank and you're paranoid is is Meacham helping my wife? Who does Meacham okay. feel loyalty loyalty to? Yeah. To me or to Claire? Because we done both fucked them. That's true. That's the problem with the, that's this is the this illustrates the problem with the Meacham. It's just <laughs> some, right. some torn loyalties here. Hmm. I, I calling it a Meacham. That's just the man's name. A <laughs> Threecham. <laughs> a Threecham. There you go. Meacham in the middle. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I. I don't. I. I feel bad things are coming for Meacham. Like I. I just felt like uh. He's too innocent. He's too. He's too much of a doe, ready for uh, like wandering around the woods to be unscathed by he's like the little kid in the shining he's like danny like yeah i'm not sure if you're going to live or die at the end of this but you're going to be forever changed Mm -hmm. (laughs) arguably he's already been but uh yeah i don't know um why do you think that this is last speech i really liked when because claire's trying to do what frank has done to her so many times just after she he's 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 not kept her word and he's fucked her and he's screwed her over uh, and she's having to eat another shit sandwich. He's like, you know, this is just like, it's all logical and you can't be angry and there's no good to come. She's doing all this shit to him. And he goes off in his tirade about how I've always had to work for shit. And you've never had to work for something and blah, blah, blah. And she says like, look, I'm every bit as desperate and I'm every bit as do whatever it takes as your father. Why doesn't he believe her? Why? Like I, he knows her better than we do, and she seems like a formidable woman. Yeah. And a prideful woman. And a woman who's not going to be crossed like this. Right. I, I think the problem with that relationship, the problem with Frank, is that he is selfish. And and Claire has put her finger on it before, but Frank refuses to acknowledge it. Everything he does is for his success. He views that as the family's success, success. as her success and his, but she doesn't. And so that's the fundamental conflict there is mm. the way that they view Frank's success and the sacrifices that he's asking her to make in service of his success. And it, it at some point just becomes too much. Yeah. Before we get to feedback, I want to tell everybody a little bit about the club, my standard club pitch, you know, the 
The way the club works, you go to club.baldmove.com. There's lots of benefits to it. You can subscribe for as little as a buck a month, and you get access to ad-free podcast feeds. You get access to VIP sections of forum. We do bonus podcasts called Lunch with Jim and Aaron and On the Rocks that some people have described as their favorite podcast that we do. Right. Uh, and we do other uh, uh, premium features. we got some uh, uh, Quit Your Pitching coming down. Uh, we've got uh, – what's the other thing, the big thing we're working on? Uh, we got some Kerbal stuff. We've got Silent movies. Uh, we yeah, got a lot of some other game stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus also the first-run movies. Uh, right. You know, you, the public gets the spoiler-free review for, for free, but if you want an in-depth spoiler-filled analysis – got to be in the club uh it's just a buck a month and you know if, if you're not willing to help us uh, i do want to remind you that jim and i have the deed to the land that your house is on <laughs> so it'd be a shame for us to have to turn you out of your own homes uh-huh. and and take what's rightfully ours especially the ones of you with cancer i mean that would just be right what what what, what recourse could you possibly have you think you think anyone's going to try to bring down a two a, a network of powerful podcasters it's impossible your only only choice is to subscribe to the club, and we hope you see it the same way we do. Uh, well, that's all I got to talk about. We do have a little bit of feedback if you'd like to talk. Get, okay. Get into that right now. Let's do it. Michael B. Uh, did some really early morning binging today. Got through the first three episodes. Uh, he has some insightful things to say about the vision that we have of, of Claire and, and Frank trying to murder each other. Okay. Uh he says that the, the, the story is told out of order, but it shows them approaching each other at first kindly, and then going into chaos with Frank landing a blow to her and throwing her in the mirror. That then, uh, but in that attack, it gives her a weapon in the form of some shattered glass from the mirror itself, which she starts her own attack by first stabbing him, then climbing on top of him and blinding him by gouging his eyes out, all being intercut with this kind, gentle approach that they have towards each other. He speculates that this, will, this means that this season... Uh, is going to have them starting out nice, then coming to blows, then coming to a relationship close to what Frank and Tusk had in season two, or moments of peace mixed into the mounts, uh, uh, moments of attacks on each other. But it do, does he does think it shows one major moment coming to us that in some attack Frank has on Claire will end up blowing back on him in a much uh, with a much worse effect. Yeah. He thinks it's going to be this abortion plot line that's kind of been following Claire. And he's oh, going to use Christ. that. I but. I mean, so he made this uh, prediction in, like, the first episode, and I feel like he's already been proven true because this is a that, – that, The State of the Union was huge, yeah. Yeah, that he puts a body blow on her. She stabs him with the Ku Klux Klan. That then Dunbar is able to capitalize with the Civil War reenactor stuff that <laughs> we got into last year. Right. Uh, I mean – that's what it seems like it's going to – that's the, how it's going to happen. But, you know, in the vision, the person ends up on top and victorious is Claire. Yeah. I I know – so, spoiler alert. Hmm. Uh, casting news spoiler. Should I, should I not say this? I don't know what it is. Maybe we should make a spoiler section at the end because we got one more feedback and okay. we can spoil it to your heart's content. Okay. Uh, okay, Steve from Florida has also seen the first three episodes this morning. Said, uh, after, I, I have to say I'm very impressed after last year's train wreck of a long, stretched-out season. I'm glad to see the creators and writers have found their footing. I love how Claire is used as the main character for the first two episodes, and our mother is introduced and then used within the story. 
I'm glad Frank took a back seat until the end of episode two because it really helped us to understand where the season might be going. Besides the Lucas arc, which I've never much cared for his character since the beginning, I'm excited to see where the show is going to take us, and I'm glad by episode three that Frank has figured out it was Claire who leaked a photo. That's a good point. Like, I feel like last mm-hmm. season they would have dragged that out for several more episodes. Yeah, I was happy to see that come out so and early. They would have them being kissy kissy, and you know, but um, I, and I I don't care about Lucas either. I never really cared about him as a character, one way or another. But him as a plot tool is very interesting. Yeah, what he could do to Frank. Yeah, like can he get together the hammer and who was the oh, other? Shit. The one I always think is Louis C.K.'s wife, but he's that that but she's not. <laughs> I don't remember. She was one of Chloe's rival, I guess. She was the old guard and Chloe's the new guard and Right, I don't but remember. They get the dream team back together again. Yeah. Dark somehow. hair dark hair reporter yeah, yeah. from season two and and, yep. and one? And one. Uh huh. I yeah, I don't know. But I, I do agree that this is an improvement. And I think again, a lot of it just comes from structurally, this is all about po- political machinations which is where Frank's always been at his most interesting. Yeah, and I think... I just... declares game... They're playing a dangerous game here because we both agree that this vice president stuff is patently absurd. Yes. We also both agree that we don't think that's what the story is. Yep. But it's hard to see a future where she doesn't look like a fool, as Frank is saying. Right. Like, like how does she get out of this in a position of strength and him in a position of weakness? Now... If she's just trying to destroy Frank, all well and good, but there's probably better ways to do that. <laughs> With yeah, the information I'm, I'm she has at her disposal. I'm giving them more time. You know, I'm not going to make a judgment on that yet. I yeah. think on the face of it, that plot, you're right, is absolutely absurd. Uh, they might still be able to twist it into something that I find satisfying. Um, but I, I'm really giving it kind of a pass, too, in assuming that Frank and Claire are making all of these bad decisions because they are not emotionally in a good spot Hmm. and they are both extremely angry at each other and just lashing out. You know, they're not thinking through the stuff that they're doing. And I think the show is trying to tell me that. And so I'm going along on that ride. Okay. Otherwise this, a lot of this stuff would be like, what the fuck? What are you doing? Well, that's the thing. Like it's, it's what the fuck, not just because the idea itself is silly, but the fact that Fran, like there's no way, I don't care how much leverage she has on him. There's no way he pulls this, this plan to make her VP because it's a death sentence. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Like, even we'll if he, even if he thinks she's being sincere, it's like, like he said, like, I'd rather have Donald Bly than you because it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway, um, that's all the feedback we got, which doesn't surprise me. It's the first day of the binge. Uh, you can send it into uh, house of cards at baldmove.com If you have some more feedback, or we've also got episode by episode threads in the forum. Uh, if you wouldn't mind putting in the subject line what chapter or episode, whichever you prefer, uh, the the feedbacks for that's going to help me keep it kind of segregated uh, where it needs to be, so I don't that I don't uh, accidentally read a spoiler myself or or miss something uh, and put it in the wrong podcast. Um, yeah. Having said that, do you want to talk about your spoiler now? Because there's no other reason you'd want to stay on the line. All we're going to talk about is this spoiler. Uh, potentially yeah, casting spoiler. And I, I think it's a, a casting spoiler we talked about in the preview cast. So it, you probably ought to get spoiled on it. Mm. Uh, but I'm going to talk about it right now. Okay. So shut it off. What is it? Kevin Spacey's coming back for season five. Oh. So so I was going to say, like, he can't be too destitute and out of the game, right? 
Unless he's going to be like homeless Freddy on the fucking streets. I have a feeling that Claire's getting murdered this season. Maybe. Maybe. But I can't imagine that playing out in a way that I'm going to be like, yep, that was something I enjoyed seeing. Maybe you can pin it on Petrov. <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. I mean, that's my, but I mean, I guess that's a challenge. How can you clear, clear kill off Frank, uh, Claire Underwood in a way that makes me yeah. do anything but hate watch season five for Frank's death? <laughs> Right. So that's the one thing we know. Uh, Kevin Spacey will be back, and he can't die this season. Unless... I, I mean, I suspected he couldn't die anyway, but, like, I just, you know. Right. Without the Claire thing, I don't know. Well, how, how do they even make it interesting? Like, he wins know. the – somehow his his wife – I mean, I guess that if, if Claire dies, like, through natural causes or some kind of tragic accident, that could really swing public sympathy. That's for sure, yeah. Uh, but shit, we're just talking about the primary. Then you got to win the gender. Maybe next, next. This is about the primary, about him vanquishing the Democratic contender. Uh-huh. Next year will be about the general. Could be. Um, that's a short period of time to cover, but I don't. I don't know. I, I, if, if, if does this show work without Frank and Claire? Something says something in me says no, because their dynamic is my favorite by far. That's not to say that they won't try it. I'm just like, wow, right. that would be that would be that'd be pretty crazy. All right, I think that's all I got to say. Uh, just you know, again, we're coming back next week. Uh, we'll have uh, episodes four through six out on Tuesday. We'll have episodes six, wait, seven through nine out on Thursday. Uh huh. Ten through twelve. On or is that Friday? Friday. Friday. Ten through twelve on the next Tuesday, and the last one on the. So next if you Friday. want to keep up in your binge, you need to be like through episode six by the end of this weekend, and then up through episode nine before next weekend, and then pretty much have the show. And I imagine most diehard fans will be ahead of that anyway. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, but that's that's our plan, and we're sticking to it. We are. So, All right. Uh, yeah. Thanks everybody for listening. We'll see you next uh, Tuesday. Yep. Until see then. Ya. Bye. Bye.